wife today. I said, I don't know what to share, you know. It's, no. Believe it or not, I prepare. <laughs> so I, not that it's not, it's very choshev to give to you three ladies. Mm-hmm. A, no, we but it, it's so. Then I said to my wife, you know, it could be it's not such a good shear. It's a wonderful shear. No, it's okay. I don't need <laughs> the, I don't need the praise. I said, you know, sometimes a person gives a shear he doesn't realize. Either it's a little boring. Bitochanul. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's a, it's a wonderful thing to have a shear on, and I feel bad if I'm not giving a good shear. But bitachon, the problem is, you'll hear things, everybody, not you. You say, yeah, we know that, <laughs> we know that already. We're not saying anything new. Like, yeah, we know, but you can't develop bitachon unless it's pounded in. And, and really, again, the Chavis Halvovus is a is, is a workshop. Really, the way to do Chavis Halvovus properly, he's so mesudar, he's so analytical in breaking up things, and he makes lists and into parts that really someone should take the Chavis Halvovus and make a bitochon workshop out of it. You know how you do workshops, like you have. Was called play acting, like you, you you have play, like they, they, they you, you know you play and you say okay, what is your reaction to this, yeah, and and role playing, and, role playing. Yeah. and he and he it's so it's so mm-hmm. like you build up bitachon as you go through the prokem, and there's seven of this and five of this. And four of this, it, it's like tailor made because you have one, two, three, A, B, C. It, it's really, but the, you know, yeah, okay, we know that already. No, no, I can just interject. Um, personally, I would say it's definitely been life altering. Okay, thanks. No, I'm saying it because that's really been. I feel like it's it's. It's something that you chip away at every weekend. I feel yeah, that's what it is. You chip yeah. away. That's what, so. It happens to so we're be. We're trying to build it up. Uh, that's okay. Everything you know. I started off giving a hilchashmita in the shul. So the first week was forty people. Second week was thirty people. Now we're down to three people. So again, I tell my, it can't be that bad a year. The funny it. thing is, this week, women, I got messages from women if they could come. So I said yes, but then nobody showed up. Because so, I talked about flower pots this week, you know, plants and flowers. Because mm-hmm. that's the kitchen thing, you know, it's not no gay yet, payro shvius. Maybe I'll start it this week. Mm-hmm. I don't know, most people I don't think have pay, things with kadusha shvius. I don't know, they buy badats. If they're going to buy Otsa Haaretz, a lot of things... The beginning, I I think the beginning, they're not sure yet. So the Israeli culture is so nerve-wracking to an American. I want to, you know, we want to start, we hooked up with this Otsa Haaretz. Okay, let's go start. We want to start traveling to the farms and talking to the farmers and seeing how it's set up. Say, well, we didn't really sign contracts with anybody yet. So I say, I say, isn't it Shmita like this coming year? He goes, yeah, like there's three weeks left still. Like, what's your rush? 
It's so Israeli. It's like a culture shock. And he's wondering about me, like, why I'm so anxious. <laughs> and the truth is, there's a lot of tacharut now. There's a lot of competition between the Rabbanut, who's trying to sign up farmers to be under the Hetemachira, um, and these people who are really Hetemachira people, I'll call it ideologically. They don't, they don't negate Hetemachira. They just are setting this up without Hetemachira. And there's really, they're competing. They're competing for, like, a guy has, you know, 200 dunams of, of tomatoes or potatoes or whatever. There's really a competition going on. There's, there's, there really is. I, I'm, I'm in Yanim now because they let me be. They, they you know, they, they, let, they let me in because that's what we said. And they said, we have no problem. Come look at, all, look at everything we're doing. There's really tacharut going on. It's, uh, the Badats is not involved because they they're not talking to Jews. The Badats are only talking to Goyim. You know, they don't want anything to do with Jews. So, but there's a Tacharut. And the Otsaharitz people are being attacked from both sides. In other words, the Haredim, the Haredi, like newspapers, the weeklies, I stay on top of these things because I feel I have to know what's going on. That's my excuse. <laughs> so uh, they're being attacked that they really had the Mechira people and they're no good and and, and, and now I saw an Arut Sheva today if you, Arut Sheva like they're being attacked by the Rabbanut people for taking away f- for being the Zalzal and the Het Mechira which was instituted by Rav Cook and if, if the Het Mechira falls away then they'll the market will be flooded. One of their points is that if the Hetemachira falls away, then the market will be flooded with real forbidden things. It will be a mamash oser. So the Haredi answer to that is, well, it's oser anyway, because the Hetemachira is a joke and it's nothing. One of their ideological points is that it's not nothing, and therefore if 80% of the farmers in the country, 75% are chilonim, the market, I mean, you know, they feel it's really an ideological thing, right? The Datilumi people feel responsible for the whole Medina, and the Haredim feel responsible only for Haredim, and they don't feel so. But so the Ota Aretz people, who are Kippas people, but have formed this. They're getting it from both sides now. Everybody, I, I was there. I saw it, and I read it in the weeklies because everybody's because I saw it Basheva, right? and in the Haredi weeklies, like everybody's attacking them, which usually means you're in a good position. Usually that means you're right. If some people leave based tefillah because it's too Haredi, and some people leave based tefillah because it's not Haredi enough, so I know we're doing good. But but it can fall apart yeah, that's why I say, like, how many, so who's fine? Well, nobody's really signed up yet. That's why it's so nerve-wracking to me. But they know, you know, but I met the guy that's, like, such a stereotype, a huge, bushy mustache, like a, a kibbutznik type guy, a huge handlebar, 
like thick, big, bushy mustache, and he's in charge of signing up farmers. And he's a tremendous Rishonayim. Like, he talks about Shemitah. Like, really, he, he talks about it with such passion. And, and you know, they're not ideologically against the Hatamachira, but he's going to sign them up and he, he talks to them. The problem is that they can't offer the same price. They're offering only expenses because that's the system of vegetables with Kedusha Shvius, that you pay the farmer his expenses, but you're not allowed to pay for the fruit. Hatamachira mm-hmm. people, the Rabbanut, is offering them why would a chiloni sign up with them? Right. So, so but they don't want chilonim. The truth is, they don't want chiloni. You see, if the rabbanut came to them with an offer, they should take over the whole country. The truth is, they can't because they can't supply the whole country. They they can't. What so, first of all, a chiloni farmer won't listen to their. What's the word? I learned all these Hebrew words. They give very specific rules. I have a list of the rules when they sign a contract with the farmer, what the farmer's allowed to do, what he's not allowed to do, how much he's going to get paid, how much he's allowed to charge. But so they feel that's why they did. No, no, they showed me the map. They showed me the map. But that's why they wanted. That's why they wanted people to sign up and give 600, you know, credit cards and this. They wanted to see how many serious buyers they have. They can supply their serious buyers till they say till Sivan, till Tambas, till Sivan Tambas. They can supply their 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 customers. Then they they say very openly they're going to go over the Hetemachira. They're going to offer the consumer a choice, either Hetemachira or from Chutzlaretz. They'll import. And they feel they can. What? Yeah. So they feel they can. They they know they're gonna have to. They've been saying it from day one. They've been saying it from day one. That starting E or Tammuz, the last part of the year, especially it's a 13 month year. You know, according to the Gemara, when they used to make two adors, based when there was always a decision, whether it's going to be two adors. It wasn't like in the calendar. One of the rules is Shemitah could never be two others. That was one of the rules. Because now it's calendar. Now it's 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 a cycle. Now it's automatic. They you know, they made a calendar for thousands of years, so you know, right, it's so it comes out. You know, <laughs> but when they did it, I'll be based in. So even though it should have been two others, let's let's say this year should have been two others because it's very early. They would push it off to next year, or they would have made it last year. One of the rules in the Gemara is that Shemitah, their their rules, and it's not a it's not a halacha, it's not allowed to be. It's one of their rules in deciding when there should be two others. One of the rules is Shemitah can't be two others. It's too hard for the farmers. It's an extra month, and it makes such a difference. You talk to guys that grow the grapes, and like that extra month kills them because they have to prune. It's so important for them to prune. And they can't. It's really very hard for them. Big mysterious nefesh. It's a tremendous mysterious nefesh. Uh, so, so the Otsaharists, the, you know, they, they worked out. That's why they have very a long list of rules of what the farmers can do and cannot do. So you say, why should a Chiloni sign up with them? He gets less money. And he's not. 
but they don't want the chilonim because they don't trust the chilonim because as many mashgichim as they have they can't be there 24 hours so they don't want chilonim they say I, I mean i hear them talking I, they allow me to come to their based in meetings they don't want chilonim they don't want chilonim to buy their produce either because you're not allowed to really give over produce with kedusha shvius to someone that's not going to treat it with kedusha shvius. So if it happens, it happens. If someone walks into Dilvazol and they're not from, so you know, they're not responsible. They, you know, but they're happy. They, they, they don't want to do it. They had offers to supply. They told me the whole city of Tzvas wanted to sign up with them. The whole city, like they wouldn't do it. They they picked three stores, like, and, you know, that are frequented by from customers. And they'll give those stores. Those the Rabbonim of Tzvas wanted the whole city to automatically be under their thing. They don't know a lot of things. A lot of things we ask them, they say, you know, we'll see how it works. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. You didn't make such a big investment. I don't know if you signed up even. You don't know what I'm talking about. You made a 50 shekel donation. Everything else is, is just, you know, a store I'm, credit. I'm more concerned about what happens when kids go to Ghana and they need their fruits and vegetables. So I have a feeling in my home I'm going to have, like, the chutzlar stuff that I can send them to Ghana because I know they're going to throw it on the floor and trample it. And then my home with the Kedusha Shviz. Well, what does your husband... What, the truth is it's not like that, but we'll wait till we learn Hilchah Shviz. But do you know if your husband... What is your house's uh, minhag, I'll call it, even though it's not a minhag, it's a din, when you buy stuff that was grown on a field from a guy, do you treat it with Kedusha Shviyas or not? Because mm, minhag Yerushalayim is not, and minhag Bnei Brak is yes. I'm assuming we do minhag Yerushalayim. So if you do minhag Yerushalayim, so you don't have to have you go to the Aleph, who's going to sell Badat stuff. No, that's not. So that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna They're not going like, to get some chutzpah. It's from Arabs. Or, or yeah. whatever. So but I'm going to have like my badat stuff. I'm gonna and you'll have, like, have your Yitzhara stuff, right? <laughs> the truth is you're allowed to get... It's, the din is you're allowed to give children. Yeah, there's no why, such thing. Why? You're allowed to because you're allowed to and children are children. With the peels and you're allowed to treat shviyas produce normal. That's the din. The din is to treat it normally. Not normal, normal. Because now you'll eat half an apple and you'll take the other half an apple and you'll throw it in the garbage. But really, it's baltashvus, right? But okay, you know, I don't feel like eating it, so you can't do that shvius. But you can give it to a child. You know, you can you, you can treat it normal. It. It's a child. That's the normal that's usage. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the normal yeah. usage. It's you know maybe if you see it, so you have to take it and put yeah. it in the special garbage can that you'll have. But it's not as heavy, you know, you talk to someone, I talked about children. You start telling them, Dinam of Tyrus Mishpacha. You know, you also think, are you crazy? How can you live like that? Crazy. You can't, give me the car keys. Oh, no, you can't give them the car keys. How do you live like that? So Shemit is the same way, that's all. When my husband was in Yeshiva, he was in Gush. So they, it was... Is either the year after Shemitah or Shemitah, they had grape juice that spilled on the table. And they, he said everything went berserk. They were like mopping it up with bread and then eating the yeah, bread. Okay. And then they That's were like, true. You know, if it's in front of you, you have to. Get off the table, you know? You can't dip your Havdola candle in it. Yeah. Okay, so, so to me, that's. Okay, so that's Shemitah. So, yeah. you know. 
it's very inspiring, you know, that the that the food it, it, it really should be a very inspiring thing, that the food has such kedusha. It's really it's it's really a Musar Haskell and it's really an inspiring thing that the food has such kedusha, and you think this is our, you know, you could eat carbonos meat and we can't do that, and you could eat Maeser Shani and it's kadosh and we can't do that. And here's really a chance to eat yeah. food that's kadosh. It's like so, wow, wow. It's very, you know, usually truma, kohanim, in the base make this. Okay, let's learn a little chavis on so this. Can I just ask you, where oh. are they going to have a store here? Tilvazol. But they didn't sign the contract yet. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they, they it's it 90%. They did it they yeah, they're going to go. Here is Dilvazol and in, and, and in the Sharet, what's it called? Gibbet Sharet? It's Super Hatzlocha. That's going to be their outlets. You know, it's a mysterious nefesh for the store shtickle too. He has to do a market survey because they're not allowed to take any other produce into the store. Because they don't want to, they're not going to have like, they're not allowed to have a hetemachira section and a this, not allowed. Quote, not allowed. You're I don't not think allowed. there's going to be a hetemachira store in Ramat Bit Shemesh. I would doubt it. Or Bet. I would doubt it. Yeah. Maybe in Bet Shemesh. Maybe in Bet The supermarkets in Bet Shemesh will have it. So yeah. I don't imagine there'll be a, a purely hetemachira store. Well, okay. Well, the Aleph, st- the stores in Merkaz Meschwil will all be the Charedas, or Ruben, it's all the it's same. Efrati, isn't it? Efrati, it's all from Arabs, it's all from Arabs. I'm going to get the Rebbe my father's name. Oh, yes, okay, we should start learning. I didn't want, see, it's good I didn't take it till now, we weren't learning. Chaim Ephraim Ben Natan. So I said, for that, to have such a schus, you have to up the numbers of the people in this year. Okay, we were initial Chaim Ephraim Ben Natan. Actually, we're embarking upon a part of the Chayvus Halvavus that it's on. It's, it's been recording all of that shkita. I don't know what I can't tell you where it is because you're not using the same safer. and it's really different words. You can't even follow along. It's slightly different words. We're in Paragimel. We're I don't. Know. Uh, I, I, I only have the page. We're, we're, we're pissed, I think. You know what? Can, can, you have the safer? Yeah. I think we finished the final machines. Yeah. Okay. 382. It's the last three lines. But it's really, it's different words. It's a little weird. This is really, we're embarking now, it's, this is not boring. This is not, oh, I know that already. This is the Chaydus Halvavus' view of Hishtadlus, what a person can do, what he's supposed to do, why Hashem set up the world that way, and the, the whole, whole relationship between Betochen and Hishtadlus, and where do you draw the line. And that's like, these are halachas, these are hilchas Betochen. So he starts off, we learned this already, but we have to get back into it, so... If we examine, if we think about a person's need that Hashem created the world where he said before that there's two things. There's Hashem, Hashem has to want it to happen but Hashem created a system in this world of cause and effect. And we even said in the last year, I believe, that from the Chavis it's mashma, it's not an illusion. 
It's not the way some people say that it's illusory. It's only illusory as a first cause. It looks like there's a law of nature that if you plant a seed and this, it'll grow. Or if you right, or if you press on the button, the thing will work. So it's, it's illusory, if I'm pronouncing the word right, I hope I am, as a first cause. But it's not illusory. And there is a law of gravity. There is. It's not illusory. It's not like every time, you know, this. So really there's no law of gravity. It's Hashem saying this should fall. Except we call it a law of gravity. No. There are forces in the universe, the physics, the world of physics. What's it called? We used to have vectors. I used to learn in school with arrows up and down. And then. They, these things exist. Photomagnetism. All these things are forces in the universe. Hashem created a world of cause and effect. If you open your store, you're going to have customers and you're going to earn money. And guess what? If you don't open your store, you're not going to have customers and you're not going to have money. It's as simple as that. Hashem created a world of cause and effect. He will talk about why and he will talk about that given the reason why, maybe there are some people that can be exempt from that. That they could get money even if they don't open their stores and they don't have customers, Hashem will send them the money somehow without cause and effect. We'll talk about those special people that could live like that. But in the normal world, Hashem created cause and effect. That's what he calls Gormim Vesibos. We're not going to go so technical what's Gormim or what's Sibos, and I don't know which two words that translation uses. <laughs> It's the last three lines. Okay. To uh, fulfill what he wants to accomplish. What he wants to accomplish. That's for sure Hashem created a world of cause and effect. There's no question about it. Let's say you're hungry and you need food. Let's say even put the sandwich in front of you. So if you don't do your hishtadlus, if you don't pick up the food and put it in your mouth, you're gonna, you can starve to death. The food can be there you're going to starve to death. And guess what? Every time you chew and you swallow, that's also hishtadlus. Hashem, Hashem's not going to sustain you if you don't do your hishtadlus. Now, if you're lucky, your hishtadlus is only to pick up your food and to put... But you have to do these things, right? You have to put it in your mouth. You have to chew it. You have to swallow it. These are all things that you're doing. And if you don't, lo you you could starve to death. With Sudas Shlomo HaMelech in front of you, you starve to death if you don't do your Hishtadlus. If the Sudas HaMelech, Sudas Shlomo HaMelech is in front of you on the table, your Hishtadlus is very little. But you still have to stretch out your hand, pick up the food, and chew it and swallow it. The Kachatzame, if you're thirsty, Basic Yikusalamayim. So so he says, let's think logically. So everybody agrees you have to do Ishtadlus. 
No one's going to sit by the table and say, Hashem's going to make the food fly into my mouth and put it down my throat. Everybody agrees. So let's say there's no food on the table. So everybody agrees you have to go to the refrigerator and get it. Let's say there's no food in the refrigerator. Everybody agrees you have to go to the store and buy it. Let's say you don't have money. Everybody agrees you have to get a job and earn money so that you can go to the store. It's the same as picking up the food and eating it, he says. There's no difference. Hashem created a world where you have to work to create. You have to do things. Hashem created a world of cause and effect. Things don't happen by themselves. They're not magic. So it's not that large a step, he says, from chewing, which everybody agrees you have to chew, and everybody agrees you have to do this, to getting a job and earning money. It's just another link that has to be there. Kosh kenem lo if the food is not there. Hachi you have to grind, you have to knead the dough, you have to bake it. And let's say you don't have the ingredients. You have to go to the store and buy it. And let's say you don't have money to buy it. It's all along the same lines. No difference. It's just as irrational to say that I don't have to work and earn money as it is to say I don't have to pick up the food and put it in my mouth and chew it. Hashem's going to sustain me. It's not true. The world doesn't work that way. It's just, you know, if you're Zohar, and if you're lucky, and if Hashem wants, so you have less Hishtadlus to do. There are less cause and effect things that you have to take advantage of. The food's already on the table. Somehow it got there. Don't ask me how, right? I mean, you have a tzaddik. He can sit by the table, look at the food, and maybe someone will come and feed him. He doesn't. He doesn't have to pick up the food. It can happen. But he's talking about normal life. Normal life. You have to pick up the food and chew it. Normal life. It's just a question of how many links in the chain. So you have to go to work. In Shiyaskiras Atzmos, you have to work. Before I don't to get money. And if you can't work and have no skills, so you have to sell something you own to earn money. The food's not going to fly into your mouth. Even if you don't want to part with it, you'll have to sell your, you'll have to sell things that you own. Okay, why? Now he says why? Since it's all illusory in terms of the first cause, and the bottom line is, Hashem has to, there has to be a decision from Hashem, so that you're going to earn money. That you're going to have food. So why did Hashem do this? Why did Hashem create a world where, which, where he, he's not really there? Where you don't see it? You need his decision anyway. You need it to be Ratzon Hashem. That you should be sustained by food. So why couldn't it just be easy? Hashem wants you to be sustained by food. So, right? Did you ever see a, a cow looking through the want ads? Looking for a job? No. Right, so uh, so why does a person have to look through the want ads? Cow doesn't look for an apartment. <laughs> cow doesn't have to look through the real estate section, looking for a place to live. A cow doesn't have to worry where its next meal's coming from. 
Why does a person, why did Hashem create such a world? The Hatam, there's a reason, there's a rational reason why Hashem created such a world. The Hatam Shemachmoso Chiyav Hashem as Ha'odon, Lehis Asek Besibus Ha'parnosa. The Chavis Halvodis is almost, it's not a nice word to use, fixated. He's very fixated on Parnosa. Throughout the whole Shar HaBitachon, that's really like, I think, the paradigm. That's really the most, like, that's what's matrid a person the most. Whenever he talks about having bitachon, he talks about it. He talks about parnosa and health. He talks about, well, those are really the two major objects of our lives that we spend most of our lives, that's what we sweat over, right? Okay, and children. Taka doesn't talk about children. He talks about health and money. Parnosa and health. These are the two things he constantly talks about. So he talks about Hishtados. Why did Hashem create a world of Hishtados? He sets it up in the framework of Parnosa. Why did Hashem say that you have to work, that you have to go through these links in the chain in order to have food, in order to have money, in order to have Parnosa? He says, Nechlek Lishnayim. He lived a hundred years before Rashi. hundred years before Rashi. He says there's two reasons. He's giving you now the secrets of the universe. Everything's Hashem. So why did he make a world where this cause and effect? Even if the powering, the empowering and the power behind the cause and effect, the machine, the spine, the, 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 the motor, Hashem. So why did he create such a world? Why, why did he make it so hot for us? I'll add hard physically and hard spiritually because we have to look beyond all the cause and effect and say there's a whole dimension here that it's up to Hashem and if Hashem wants it, it'll happen and if Hashem doesn't want it, it'll happen. You have to mamish involve yourself in cause and effect you have to work and earn a paycheck and then you have to like burst free of those shackles and say I have this $400 because Hashem wants me to have it not because my boss gave it to me and not because my boss wants me to have it and not because I worked for it not really. Hashem wants me to have it. And if Hashem wouldn't want me to have it, I wouldn't have it. And if Hashem... And, I, and that's why I have it. So you say, wait. So if Hashem wants me to have it, so why did I have to go to work for? Because Hashem wants you to go to work. And the Chazavavos is going to say two reasons now. But the kasha is not just the kasha why we have to work so hard. Like, why does Hashem want us to sweat? What does He care if we take it easy like the cow? Why can't we just breathe and be sustained? What do you think bread is? It goes into the ground. It gets nutrients. I'm sure those. I don't know so. I don't know science so well, but there's nutrients and the oxygen. There's. I don't know. There's plenty of nutrients floating around in the in the air. Photosynthesis. I don't know. Whatever happens there with a, with a wheat. And then, so then you take the wheat and you got to grind it and make bread out of it. Like, why? And breathe. 
oxygen, iodine, all the all the elements. Why can't they just come into your body? And I'm hearing there's a spiritual difficulty too. Shem made it so hard. Be talking about one of the hardest things to have because everything looks like it's happening without Hashem, quite frankly. And if, you know, so he says, number one, he gives two reasons. Number one, and he he says number one he's going to say he says number one is okay, I'm really I'm, I'm adding what I just said he doesn't talk about it from that perspective from the perspective of that it's such a hard desayon to develop bitachon if Hashem made a world with cause and effect he just says why did Hashem make a world we have to work so hard his answer is that why he really gives a very very fundamental answer he says a person is brought down into this world to be kone olam haba so you're brought down in this world to make decisions decide if you're going to Hashem gave a Torah and are you going to listen to Hashem or you're not going to listen to Hashem are you going to steal or you're not going to steal are you going to cheat or you're not going to cheat are you going to work on Shabbos, or you're not going to work on Shabbos? Are you going to talk Lashon Hara, or you're not going to talk Lashon Hara? Are you going to spend your time in the morning davening, and then go to work, or are you going to go to work without davening? Life is in the Sion. Hashem, if you would be a cow, so a cow, a cow could sit and learn a whole day, no problem. A cow has its grass, its food. Hashem set up a world where you have to we're going to learn it inside now. Hashem set up a world where you have all these things to do because the conglomerate of all these things is going to decide whose side you're on. If you're with Hashem, if you're going to listen to Hashem, well, you're not going to listen to Hashem. So you go to work and say, okay, am I going to daven in the morning? I'm not going to daven. Am I going to talk Lashon Hara? about my employer? Am I going to work and fulfill all the halachas in Choshe Mishpat, how an employer has to work? Or if you're an employee, am I going to fulfill all the halachas of an employee or an employer? Am I going to cheat? Am I going to steal? Am I going to talk Lashon Hara? Am I going to learn? Am I going to be Kovea Itam Latorah? Am I going to give Tzedakah? And all these things are part of the normal workday and this is how Hashem determines this is how you determine who you are and where you're holding in life and if you're a servant of Hashem or you're not a servant of Hashem so you go to work and Hashem says you're not allowed to cheat you have to work faithfully for your boss you have to do a good job you know and, and then you go through the day and there's tens of nisyonos you don't realize it maybe there are tens of nisyonos every day. How we do, how we act, how we live. So that's his first answer. That Hashem created a world of cause and effect in order to test us. That's And that's life. That's life. Life is not to sit like a cow on the grass and munch the grass and, and, and you know, just learn the whole day, so to speak. Right? Life is to determine who you are, what you are. 
we holding in, in, in serving Hashem? Are you an Evan Hashem or are you a, a rebel against Hashem? So, it, and like, you're out there, you're out there in the world, and you, and you, and you have to fight and struggle, and, and everything's hard, and it doesn't work, and, and you have this Yonos, and that's life, life is this Yonos, and Sosa Shoram starts off saying, life is full of this Yonos, everywhere you turn is this Yonos. So that's the Chavit Halovus' first test. It's a tremendous terence. He says the reason Hashem made a world of cause and effect is because it's within that world that we have our Nisyonos. He gave us a Torah. He says, close your store, Shabbos. You know, we don't think it's hard. Very hard. Close your store, Shabbos. He tells the farmer, don't plant Kilayim. Don't work on Shemitah. Tremendous Nisyonos. What do you mean, don't work on Shemitah? What am I supposed to do? Close up Shabbos? And people would say, and people still say, well, I'm going to close my store on Shabbos. <laughs> What's going to happen? One-seventh of my income? I should just do without? Yeah, that, that, and then I, I, should, I should, you know. So all these things are all part of the Torah, part of the world, and then that's why there's cause and effect, so that you should have to work in the, you should have to, he's saying such a, you should have to be part of the world, he's saying. Just look at the Torah. Right? Open, a, open a chumash. And, and, right? I think if stucco, lend money, be nice, do favors for people, be machnes orchim, everything in the Torah is because you're part of the world. If Hashem just made everything happen and we would breathe and be sustained and we wouldn't get sick and, and there wouldn't be tzoros in the world and people wouldn't struggle, so that Hashem is testing our metal. And the conglomerate of our lives, all the nationals we have to go through to determine our level of being an Eved Hashem, our level of spirituality, our level of connecting to Hashem. Tremendous terrors. That's why this Hishtadlus. That's why this cause and effect. So that you are in the world and you're having nationals and Hashem seeing if you're doing the mitzvahs or not. Because that's the Torah that he gave. You, you can philosophize why he gave such a Torah. He gave such a Torah because of the same reason, because he didn't want to create a world, this is already, he doesn't talk about, but this is the background, that he wants you to earn your station in Olam Haba. He doesn't want no freebies. Hashem didn't create a world of freebies. That's easy, freebies. He wants you to earn. And it's... That's also a philosophical idea, that if you get a freebie, it's it's embarrassing. It's called, right? Everybody knows that idea. It's called Nahamu de Kisufa in the Svarim. If you get a freebie, your soul is not at peace. Your soul doesn't feel good for all eternity if you got a freebie. It's, it's embarrassing. It's a, Hashem, it's tremendous chesed that Hashem did is he put a soul into the world and he said, I'm going to create a situation where you're going to earn it. Then if you earned it, you're like, wow, it's mine, I earned it. So part of that system is all the hishtadlius in the world. Think of it. Everything that we have to do and struggle, it's all a test. How If we're going to follow the laws of the Torah or not. I'm adding... Because the doesn't say this, but I'm hearing the biggest test of all 
is of course to see through all the hishtadlius and to have bitachon. That's the greatest test of all. That's the biggest nisayon of all. To be able to feel, you know, you're not going to go crazy, you're not going to get depressed, you're not going to feel, oh, if only I would have done that, then that shidduch would have worked out. If only I would have done that, I would have had that job. Oh, you get overly anxious. Chavis Alboba says the main benefit of bitachon is that you're calm and serene and you're not anxious and you're not nervous. The best therapy in the world is bitachon. That's the biggest nisayan. Because since Hashem created the world, of course, that's like the overriding nisayan. Besides all these minor nisyonos like Shabbos, you know, Shabbos and stealing and Lashonara, so you have this one huge nisayon. Are you going to have bitachon? Are you going to think that you earned that money, and that if you don't give, if you don't give meiser, you'll have more money? If you don't give stucker, you'll have more money. Or you're going to have bitachon. You can say Hashem wants me to give stucker. I'm not going to be missing any money. That guy opened up a store next to you, and uh, you go crazy, and you, uh, uh, you say, "No, if Hashem wants me to have parnosa, I'll have parnosa." And Hashem has enough money to give him parnosa too. You don't go crazy. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't. I always add with that example that sometimes Al Pidin, he's not allowed to open the store. Then it's like someone stealing from you. If someone steals from you, you're allowed to. You still shouldn't go crazy. Chavis Alvava says. But you can take them to Besden and get your money back. And, you know, you don't have to let people steal from you. Sometimes opening another store is like stealing from you. But that's already, we're getting into details, details, details. That's not the point. The point is that the overriding Nisoyon is Bitochen itself. So, Chayzal says that the reason Hashem created such a world is because that's the context in which the whole Torah was said. Shabbos and Yontu or the whole thing. And I'm adding to that, you have the overriding thing. You have the overriding thing. Can you just ask a question then? Yeah, it's 10 o'clock. Do you know your children? Yeah, we're finished. Yeah. Uh, can you look back and regret you said something there about mistakes? Like, you know, you can think back as if I had done this or if I had done that. So is there such a point, like... Most of the automatically mo- make no mistakes because Hashem is sort well, of most of the that's that's bitachon. You have to say, you know, if I would have, if I would have been a little more on the ball, we would have done that shidduch. And now I hear the boy got engaged to someone else. Right. So is there so such a point? No. So you're supposed to pull out your shara bitachon and say, no, if Hashem would have wanted this shidduch, it would have happened. I have nothing but to feel bad about. So are you all saying that you can't make mistakes? You can make mistakes, but you can't be the cause of what happened. You can make mistakes, but you weren't the cause of what happened. If someone steals, the truth is if someone steals from you, if someone steals from you, the Chavis Halbavis doesn't want you to go crazy either. You could try to get your money back. You could take him to Basin. Chavis wants you to think um, you're not going to get depressed and like, lose yourself and be crazy. You're going to say Hashem wanted it to happen. If Hashem didn't want it to happen, it wouldn't have happened. That's bitachon. 
That's part of bidachon. That's what he says, serenity. That's <laughs> that's how he defines. He almost defines bidachon that way. Serenity. Hashem, if Hashem didn't want it to happen, it wouldn't have happened. And Hashem wanted it to happen. That's why it happened. Simple as that. Yep, bang it into your head. It doesn't, but you still you have to be careful. You can't cross the street against the red light. That's what we're learning now. Hashem created a world where there's cause and effect. If you cross the street against the red light and it's a busy intersection, that person's going to end up in the hospital. Okay. <laughs>